for the saints of God, and I just pray that as we uh, move into your word, thank you for our time. Help me to clearly share what you've laid on my heart. Then I trust you to do what you will do with each, each one of the, those who will be hearing. Help us, Lord, to not only be hearers of the word, but doers. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said, amen. Be good if I turn it on. There you go. We're dealing with the whole idea of letting love have its way. Um, say, well, I know that verse. <laughs> okay, all right. Just hang with me just for this morning. When we talk about 1 Corinthians 13, we, we know the word so much that it's, it, it becomes so common that we just lay it aside. I heard that before. We, we sing it in, you know, those who are going to Sunday school, the song, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. And we all probably know the song and sing the song loud. Yeah, so, so what's so important about this thing? I, I, I know. Well, then, just bear with me as we walk through this again. Don Racket 101, okay? As we go through this, First Peter 1, 22 saying, having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, love one another, what? Earnestly. From a pure heart. It says love one another earnestly from a pure heart. What does in the world does that look like? And how do you do that? How do you love a person from a pure heart? How do you do that? All of us, some, many of us know the verse. If you don't know the verse, there it is. <laughs> Jot it down. And, um, but we'll expand on it. And so, First uh, John three eleven. For this is the message that you have heard from the beginning that you should love one another, and this is uh, this is His commandment that we believe in the name of His Son Jesus Christ and love one another just as He has commanded us. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Beloved. If God so loved us, we also ought, also ought to love what? I was looking at the, uh, in the, um, just in the New Testament. You only find this in the New Testament. This word one another and love one another is used 23 times in the New Testament. By the Lord, by his disciples, he keeps saying love, 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 love. If you keep hearing that repetitively, do you think that it has some importance? You know? Um, it, but the thing is, sometimes it doesn't really register with us. Clarifying our thoughts for this morning. This word love is not a word to only consider, but identifies us, motivates us, controls us, distinguishes us, binds us together, and it is a stabilizing force that does not permit failure to be an option or a hindrance to the will of God. It, it, it does all of these things. It identifies us and motivates and distinguishes and binds us together. It stabilizes us. Don't let another person's weakness shut you down. If you let another person's weakness shut you down, it's not the other person's weakness that has been exposed. 
it's your inability to use the love that God has given you to deal with the weakness. And when the Lord laid on my heart about that, I said, whoa. For years, for years, I was talking about my sister and all of her flaws. And boy, just what my sister did and the things she did to my mother. And all, and one time I was so angry. My mother was uh, uh, in the um, um, rehabilitation center, uh, almost getting ready to go into hospice. And my sister was still acting up. And she said something about, uh, about my wife while I gave her a ride there on a cold day. You know, I was already stressed out with uh, finding property and um, dealing with uh, Bible studies and everything else, and now with my mother. And, and then my sister in the car, I just, my sister had never seen me explode. I mean, I really exploded. I was so angry, I had some clothes I was taking to my mother. Uh, I was snatching those clothes left and right, and it was dragging and everything. My, my sister saw the look on my face, and she decided, I mess, ooh, I messed up here. At the time when the Lord got me alone, he made it very clear. Your sister might be like that for the rest of her life. And as long as you act like that, she will be, you will be on her stream. What are you going to do with your sister? You can't cut off, and I want you to love your sister. Wow. And, and when I decided to do that, it was a whole new, after my mother passed, it was a whole new dynamics where my sister had an amorism, uh, I mean, um, another type of thing that dealt with the brain, whereas she, um, it come to aphasia, where she had it in uh, and she couldn't talk and all these other things. Boy, it was really. And, we, and she was so helpless and she depended on my brother and myself. And uh, I said, wow. By that time, the Lord had changed my heart. Because he had not changed my heart. The type of, type of person Donald Rackett was, when you really mess up on me, it really didn't matter. There was a little garbage can I set up. And that little garbage can, I would designate you for that little garbage can, and you can cry all night if you want to. And I would make this excuse, I have been patient and kind and loving like Jesus told me. And now I'm taking this little, uh, you in the dumpster. Whoever takes you away, no. I pray for the person taking you away. But I'm, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's how, this is, this, is the, this is the burning tagger that I have to keep down all the time. And the only thing that keeps it down is God's love. Outline. A life without love has no purpose or value. Second, a life of love becomes immune to flaws, to the flaws of others and even itself. And even life itself. A life of love is living a living uh, a life bent and committed to spiritual excellence. That's what it's talking about. Let's walk through it. Let's first start off with the whole idea, a life without love has no purpose or value. Verse, that's, that's, that's dealing with verse 1 through 3. When you go to first Corinthians 1 uh, through 3, it says, listen, if you don't really have God's love, then all of a sudden, 
whatever you're trying to do, whatever you are doing, it really doesn't matter. Whatever you're doing, God yawns. All of our works of righteousness are filthy what? Rags. God really doesn't care. He really does not care. So we go on to look at it. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass of a clanging cymbal. If I'm doing this without love, whatever I'm doing, then listen, I'm nothing but a clanging cymbal. So it says, first, if you have beautiful speech, very eloquent, Folks are patting you on the back how well you're able to formulate your word, how articulate you are when you say words. You can say the word Mesopotamia and have people crying because you said it's such a beautiful word. Say, boy, he's good. Folks come just to hear you say words. Oh, that sounds so good. You're so good. Herod spoke and they said, he, he speaks as a God. He didn't put it down. God said, poop, took him out. Just that fast. Here's the next one. Though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains but have not love, I am what? Nothing. Though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, that's a martyr, but have not love, it profits me what? Nothing. I don't care what you do or think you, who you think you are, if it does not have love embedded in it, then God says, check out this word, nothing, nada, none, niche. None of these, it's God says, I really don't care. It has to be driven by genuine love. It says, these things without love, I don't care what your position is in life, I don't care financially or intellectually, whatever the case may be, it really doesn't matter. There was a person who, um, a genius, who died here recently, and, um, and he, had, uh, he had the Lou Gehrig disease, and um, was it Hawkins? Yeah, Hawkins. And, uh, and I've seen him off and on and, and some of the things and, and followed some of the things he had done through the years, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, looked at his history and everything else. Only one thing, he died. He had two wives. One, one wife that he divorced uh, was a believer. Um, he scoffed at the things of God. And now he died into the very hands of the living God. It's appointed unto man once to die, and after that, judgment. After that, the folks start quoting some of his phrases, some of the things he said. It really doesn't matter. Folks, that's deep. It really doesn't matter. The only reason you're smart is because God gave you the brains. And you didn't glorify God with it. Don't come to me about how deep it is. It has no spiritual and eternal 
substance that will build into a person's life. I don't care how wise it sounds. God says the, the wisdom, wisdom of man is foolishness with God. I hope that's beginning to register with us. Paul mentioned the first four very impressive and, and sought-after abilities, although it should have been five. I didn't put martyr. But tongues of men and angels. Boy, that means you're, you're able to speak real well. Then prophecy. Pro proclamations, the things that you can really put forth out of God's word. But if it's without love, nothing. Understanding, comprehension, oh, get this in the, of, of all, all things. So you, if you can comprehend and break it all down, the folks will really hear it and understand it. Say, boy, that guy is good. The thing is that you run into individuals who are on that level, and boy, they're right on target. But when it comes down to people and God, the only thing they're concerned about is M-O-N-E-Y, money. And they have used it. They have always used it as an excuse. And, and to hear it, not only from guys from Dallas, when I went down there, I did a chapel, a chapel twice, but one time I went down to chapel. When you listen to some of the guys and what some of the guys are saying they would do because they had to pay back all of the stuff that they had borrowed. And then to run into one of them and what they said in a church service while they were at another church. That they were leaving the church that called them and the church found out at the other church. They were going for a bigger church. You see, they went to Dallas. They have their, their degrees. Somebody told them they were smart. They, somebody told them they were educated. Therefore, they needed to be in a bigger congregation and all these other things. And everything they did, that's fine. But wait a minute. One of these days, you're going to die. And when you die... Forget about what everybody said about you. The question is, what is God saying about you? And if you, with all your ability to comprehend uh, information, whether you're very uh, good at uh, this whole idea of uh, sharing thoughts, whatever the case may be, it really doesn't matter as far as God is concerned. And then it says, if I have faith, unshakable faith, unsh unshakable trust, rather. Trust in, in all this. Say, if I have all of that and still do not have love, I'm nothing. All of the items mentioned can be done quite e efficiently, e efficiently, but without love, they will never honor or glorify God. Because what? Wait, I want this to really sink in your souls and minds because God is what? When we talk about the Ten Commandments, what's the first commandment? Thou shalt what? Thou shalt love the God, Lord thy God with all uh, thy heart and all thy mind. Get this now notice what the second one is. Thou shalt what? Love. Do you see that love keeps coming up in the picture? All through Scripture, you're going to keep seeing this word 
love. All through scripture, it's going to be wind, it will wind itself through every type of campaign and problem and, and where family falls apart and where there's, there's frustration and everything else. You find love being misused and people breaking their necks just to be loved. And God is saying, don't you understand? I am love. My very essence is love. And if you don't love, you are nothing. And I saved you, and you know that you have passed from death into life because you what? Love the brother and sister. And if you don't have love, then there's something radically wrong in how you are composed. I would carefully go back and search to see if I really am saved. Paul is laying this out for us. 1 John 3, 10 and 4, 8. I'll let you write that down. I was tempted, tempted to go over all 23 verses that talked about love. And they said, Donald, don't do that. You know, don't do that. It tempted to let you just see and just read about the loving, the loving, the loving of one another. Sincere love, brotherly love. Each time you keep we're talking about all of these things that connected connected with love, so that if ever a time a brother or sister or anybody else mess up on you, you do not like Donald Rackett write them all. You write them down to love them more. That's hard. Then think about Jesus. Jesus, the Bible says, and Jesus loved them to the death. Those hard-headed disciples always, he's telling them, I'm going to the cross, I'm going to die. He, he was saying that around, around the communion table. And, and guess what? They were arguing about who's going to be the greatest. And, you know, I'm, he said, guys, I'm going to die for you, and I'm going to the cross, and I'm almost there. And, and, and they're arguing. Who's going to be the greatest? And la, 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 la. I know that must have broke his heart. Three years with these guys. And they, they're still being selfish. They still got the me on the table. Not the meat, the me. When love has its way, everything immediately establishes significance and purpose. It guarantees God's intervention, provision, maintenance, protection, and productivity. Let me say this again. Matter of fact, read with me. What is it? When love have its way, everything immediately establishes significance, purpose. It guarantees God's intervention, provision, maintenance, protection, and productivity. You want to go up without going deep. <laughs> I really appreciate um, Asbury, um, at the Asbury Church, um, this man, uh, took a few of us, and he talked to us about leadership. And he said, listen, he said, listen, guys, it's very important that you make yourself go deep in the Lord, and you trust the Lord to take you up where he wants you to go. See, go deep, he'll take you up. There's some folks who've gone up, <laughs> now they have to learn about going deep. 
A life of love becomes immune to the flaws of others, even life itself. Four through six talks about that. Let's walk through it real quickly. Love suffers long in its kind. Love does not envy, does not parade itself, is not puffed up. Love does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil. Boy. Does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in truth. Bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. But whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. Paul made it very clear that the very essence of love glorifies God. Suffers long. How long do you put up with people that don't get you? That don't get it? What's your attention span? What point do you push the button and say, it's enough? <laughs> There's a person that calls me every day. Every day. And sometimes two or three times a day if I let it. And when I, when I see the name, I say, well, at least I'll answer once. I'll answer, always answer once a day. At least they'll get 365 responses. I always answer once a day, but the person calls every day. And as they talk, I listen. I'm polite. I never raise my voice. And I say to myself, Lord, you love this person just as much as you love me. And it's good to thank God for the phone that it does ring. And when they ring the phone, and I picked it up, and that person that rings every day, if she miss you in the morning, call in the evening. How do you know you're going to be there? Just, I'll call you. Until you finally pick up the phone, when you pick up the phone. But it required... Not the person calling. The test is, will I pick up the phone? Will I respond? Kind and gracious spirit does not envy, does not parade or flaunt itself, is not puffed up or high-minded, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, irritated, incite. There are the two words there. Thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity or evil, but in truth. If you took that test, what, what type of grade would you give yourself? A hundred? Well, yeah, I'm not going to even turn around. You, you mark your own self there. I'll, I'll, draw, I'll do it on the curve. Let's say... You know, if you, if you got 60 out of 100, you think you did pretty good. Well, well, I'm sorry, maybe 40 out of 100. Give me four. Do I have 40s? 
somewhere on this list speaks about us, doesn't it? Even if you don't respond to me, you know it does. Now the question is, what are you going to do with it knowing that God is love and will save to love? If I don't do anything about it, then the, it's not the problem of the person or the situation. The problem is with what? Us. Don't say you really look at me. No, no, not me. It's you. <laughs> it's, it's us, inclusive. Whatever we respond, that's where it's at. You grade yourself. Let the Holy Spirit speak to your heart. Because whatever ones you're failing in keeps you from really impacting lives. There is a, one of the brothers, one of the brothers I was um, meeting to have a breakfast with, he said, I'll, me I'll meet you. I said, okay. And then he'll cancel. I'll meet you. Guess what? He'll cancel. And uh, I have a text, and I, I just went over my, uh, I, you know, all the texts that you keep on, with on that line. And I went, when he started that, going on, 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 on. Then all of a sudden I noticed it was about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, almost ten times. I'll meet you. Can't do it. I'm sorry I can't. I'll meet you. And one time I went this, this past week, this week, I, met, I went there expecting him to come to the door. I said, oh, he'll be here in a few minutes. He didn't show. I said, okay, I took myself out to lunch, uh, breakfast, and uh, so I ate my breakfast, what I wanted to do, and this went on. And guess what? I did that and let it go for that day. There was no hard feelings. There was no anger. There was no, I'm writing you on my book. See, he finally texted and said, I am so sorry. La, 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 la. Then I began to realize how many times have we come to the Lord and said, Lord, I'm sorry, and I'm going to do this. Please forgive me. I messed up. And you felt the forgiveness of the Lord. Then we turn around, and when someone does something to us, we come down as judge and jury. We do a Popeye thing. This is all I can stand, and I can stand no more. And the Lord says, what? Not in my family. Why? Because God is love. What takes it for Chicago Land Bible Fellowship, the thing that will really identify us is not programs and everything else. The thing is, when folks come in and see that you really identify and love them for where they are and whatever the flaws may be, I love you. And to feel comfortable, not that I'm going to be a, um, uh, how can I put it, uh, person who goes along with the program. Uh, a person who just say, oh, well, uh, you know, it, it'll come to me. But I'm not going to be an enabler. But I'll be there whenever you need me. I'll be there because love is a total commitment 
to the person and the will of God for your life. It has nothing to do with what you think, how you act. Isn't it, aren't, you, aren't you glad that that's how God loves you? Oh, boy. The profile of, uh, of agape love has been listed and, and serves as a standard guide and reminder of our new life in Christ. Now, love leaves no room for the inward activity of the flesh. It has zero tolerance for sin, but infinite patience and mercy on those who are in the iron grips of the activities of the flesh. We have yet to see in our lives the impact and results of our letting love have its way. I've decided this morning to let love have its way. It does not matter how Donald Rackett feels. Feelings change. Burn some toast. Feelings change. How are you when it comes down to love? I think about Randy when he took that of the children, what the children have done. And he still had the information. But there was a point where he had to stand, and he didn't have to do it in front of the congregation. He could have took them privately. He read off the offense, and he tore it up. And God says, that's exactly what I do when you come before me. And rest assured, I got everything jotted down everything you did that dishonored me. But if we confess our sins, he's what? Faithful and just to do what? Forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Then the Lord said, okay, now let's get back to business. Don't look back. Be like a salt, uh, like a, a, a lot wife. No, don't look back. Stay focused on the future. Here's the last one. You've been very patient. The life of love is, is living a life bent and committed to spiritual excellence. When we talk about that, it's a short list. It says, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all. See that repetitive all? All things, endures all things. Love never, never fails. But whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away with. And when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. When I really became spiritually mature, when I really realized what this whole thing is all about, I put aside all of the childish things, the envy and, and all of these things and, and being rude and all of these things. I put them aside. It doesn't matter. It, it dies at the grave. But now we see in the mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. And now by faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. You know, as we see that, three things Paul would want us to know as we close and remember. One, 
Everything that we know and value is time-sensitive, and there is a sure end. Everything right now that we know, there is a sure end. And then we're with the Lord forever. I don't know how much time we spend talking about being with the Lord. Why do we look at that as a loss in the game? Paul says to be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord. Do you think that? I would think that somehow it would give us some type of joy and anticipation, but there is some fear. And death has no age limit. Have you noticed that? A bus is riding and all of a sudden it flips over with, with all of these students. It has no age limit. One last thing. There's a foundational truth that every believer must believe, receive, embrace, and apply that God is love. It is designed to distinguish, to distinguishes and establishes the ultimate purpose that will glorify God. It will be designed to distinguish and establish the ultimate purpose. Uh, that's the will of God, to glorify God. And I think that it's important that we keep that in mind. So what have we talked about this morning? We're, we're talking, number one, God is love. Number two, everything we do has to be motivated by love. Lives are impacted. God is glorified. By love. Here's the question on the table. Am I loving God's way? If not, why not? Why isn't that happening? What's keeping it from happening? Quit blaming other peoples for not implementing what we should be personally doing right now in our lives. If you're able to hear me, praise God that you have good hearing. <laughs> see me, praise God, whether you have glasses or not, you're able to see me. Reasonable help, praise God, because there are those who cannot even get out of the hospital, some who are in hospice. Whatever state you're in, I guarantee there are others who are in far worse situations. And God is saying, I have you here today in this, in this very time, in this location, for a purpose. Now, the question is, what are you going to do with the love I have given you? As we close this morning, if you find that yourself really falling short in that area, and you feel, Lord, I need to refocus now. I need to go back to the drawing board. And determined to let love have its way in my life. If God is speaking to your heart. I would like for you to stand this morning. I would like to pray for you. I would like to. Let's do this thing right. Let's do it the right way. The word dirt fit. Is an acronym. Do it right the first time. If we, if we do it right the first time,
You don't have to keep going back. And grant you, you're dealing with the old man, and the Lord knows that we uh, will be battling the old man to the day we die. My prayer, oh God, for Chicago Land Bible Fellowship, may we discover the dynamics of what love does in a believer's life and align ourselves to let love have its way in our life. It's already there. Just unpackage it. Unpackage it. If you know the Lord, just unpackage it. And, and you find that Corinthians says, here's how you unpackage this thing. Let's bow. Father, I thank you for this time. Thank you for the saints of God and their patience. I pray, Lord, that um, as we move to the furtherance of this day, that we take a, mo a moment just to ponder just about the love of God, about your love. A love that would anticipate the hostility of man and yet patiently wait until the last one that you are so determined and then say enough. Thank you for including us in that package. And that Israel, the bride of Jehovah, Israel, we look at Jesus Christ, we are the bride of Christ, and Israel will be the wedding guests. And we just thank you, Lord, for what you have done and you're still doing in and through our lives. So, starting today, the sun is shining on the outside. Lord, I just pray that whatever clouds that's keeping it on the inside, help us, Lord, to just move them away, that you have your way in our lives. Thank you for what you're going to do this day. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said, amen. When you come to my rescue a thousand times